Welcome back, everybody. This is the Cold Strong Power Podcast, and uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the last two years, uh, actually three years. I'll talk to that. I'll to get to that in a minute uh, of my uh, competitive history, and uh, at the Baddest Venture Two, the Baddest Venture on the Planet uh, competition down in Texas uh, a couple weeks ago. I achieved, uh, I got two out of three lifts, a 12.14 and a 12.73, those two lifts being significant uh, in one way because it's two more 1,200-pound plus lifts to my my credit and uh, in my experience belt, but they were also my ninth and tenth competitive bench over 1,000 pounds, so... To our knowledge, this is we've done some research and uh, we're we're trying to be accurate as possible. That leaves me as the athlete with the highest number of successful thousand plus pound bench presses in competition. Uh, uh, Ryan Canelli and Dave Hoff are both very very close. They both have nine under their belts. Um, Mendy, Tiny, you know, there's there's a lot of people to mention. Rich Putnam, I believe, has eight. Um, but yeah, I, I believe this is, I, it makes me the only athlete to ever hit double digits as far as 1,000-pound competitive bench presses. Not going to be the last, but definitely the first. So I just want to talk um, kind of about the last three years. Um, they've been kind of crazy, man. And I want to talk about each one of these 1,000-pound bench presses. Because I remember them distinctly. Each one is special. Each one has their own story. Uh, I don't want to make this as long as possible. I will try to keep it short and sweet, but I do want to get into some detail about how each one was significant and what went into each one, what I was thinking, how it went, what went wrong. So we'll we'll get into that. So the first, I I say three years because I had one complete year. uh, I believe it was four or five competitions of 100% failure. And failure is not a word that I always use. It's a, I don't like to use it. Um, but in, in this case, I will, I had a 12 month period of 100% failure after coming back into the sport, um, mid enlistment, uh, while still in the Marines. And I went to, like I said, four or five different competitions and completely missed. I didn't even get an opener. Uh, not even like an eight or 900 pound lift, I went straight back into the sport competing, trying to bench a thousand pounds. And I had, like I said, 12 months of failure. Um, talk about (laughs) being dedicated, um, and not getting, not letting it get the best of me and get frustrated. You know, I was frustrated. Um, but my first thousand pound bench would happen on March 1st of 2020. Uh, I know 2020 is kind of an odd year for a lot of people. I I get it. It's tattooed on my arm, so I'm going to have it forever. A good year for me. Uh, First 1,000-pound bench, uh, the year that I got out of the Marine Corps. Uh, Really, really good productive year uh, for me and Katie. 1,000-pound bench. uh, I did 1,035 that day. We were at York Barbell Hall of Fame in the the museum. That's, That's one of my favorite venues of all time, going to that museum in, in the auditorium and being up on the stage, and we were there. I believe this is my first time competing at York Barbell Hall of Fame. This is my first time doing it. Um, my first IPA meet in probably close to a decade. I did some IPA meets in Ohio. Um, I know the Lexan Extreme was hosting IPA meets back in the day. Now they have the XPC. It's totally different. 
Went to this meet, uh, set my opener at 1,000 pounds. I weigh 273. Uh, set the opener at a grand. Um, I was in a double-ply katana, and 1,000 pounds wouldn't touch. Now, I told everybody, I told the judges and the spotters, if, if in the case, which I kind of figured it was going to happen, if in the case I can't touch, let me bench it anyway. Just let me press it up. Because in the previous meets where I had bombed out completely, if I couldn't touch... I just kind of shook my head and they took it from me. Like, why waste the energy? But I wanted to get in the bench press mode. Let me press it anyway so I get in that pressing mode. So 1,000 wouldn't touch. Pressed it up anyway. Uh, fairly easy. Took 1,035 on a second. Uh, I chose that number specifically because that was going to break uh, one of my absolute favorite bench pressers of all time, someone that I've followed very, very close since I was 14 years old, Scott Mendelson had the record of the 275 class multiply at 1,031. So I chose 1,035, got a successful touch, um, came up on the press, lost the lockout. I just, it went into the rack. We talked about it. We talked about it. I was going for a repeat on my third. Like, you know, you just, just you can't drift back that far. Just keep it over your body longer and just drift back just a hair. Don't drift back so far. You're going to hit the rack again. What was going through my mind was I've had four or five meets in a row with complete 100% bomb out, just failure, just completely, not even an opener, nothing. And we're going to the Arnold Classic that coming weekend. And I do not want to show up to the Arnold with Anderson Powerlifting, with Katie, as a, as a failure again. I, I can't let this happen. I, I know I can do it. I have to do it. I just did it on my second attempt. I did it at my previous meet, but I couldn't get a, a rat call. I knew it was possible. I had done it before. Went out on my third. It was a grinder, but I kept it over my body, locked it out. First thousand pound bench, 1,035 for an all-time world record at 275 in the multiply division beating one of my all-time idols growing up, Scott Mendelson. I could not believe what just happened. And that was awesome. And that same week, got tattooed on my arm, date, location, weight. <laughs> that was that was really something special. And then that, from that point forward, um, things just kept getting better. I wouldn't compete again until uh, January of 2021 because of the whole weird state of the world that year and things were shut down, all that bullshit. Came back to... Uh, New Jersey, uh, Belmar, New Jersey, that's a familiar uh, place and name because we went to the Attilas Gym, the gym that refused to close, refused to bow down to tyranny, and uh, now they're doing fantastic, so I was really happy to be there, and uh, I had been training single ply for the last four or five months because I had a goal, I wanted to have the heaviest single ply bench ever, I know Blaine Sumner had just did his 1003 uh, the year prior, 2019, at the Arnold Classic. And I wanted to bench. I specifically remember writing up on the wall in the gym that we had uh, paper all over the walls at one point, and uh, I wrote 1,050 single plies a goal. 1,050, that just sounded like a cool number to me. I wanted to bench 1,050 single ply, and I knew the potential of single ply because of my previous uh, in, uh, encounters with it and training with it in the past, and my first 900-pound bench was a single ply bench. My first 600-pound bench was a single ply bench, ironically. Uh, trained for it, got these shirts dialed in, working closely with uh, Kevin Pittman and going back and forth and getting them tightened and talking, and uh, yeah, went to Belmar, New Jersey. Uh <laughs> 
warming up um, went great, but I was I was so winded. I for some reason I couldn't get my myself to calm down. I don't know. I weighed in a little bit heavier. I was in the, close to two eighty, I think. And I mean, this is all online. I'm, I'm sure my numbers are slightly off, but I was heavier than I was uh, when I did one thousand thirty five. I was so winded in the warm up area. Uh, I had Katie go run and tell the table to skip my opener, like skip me. I'm gonna do my opener on my second attempt round. I I just I couldn't I couldn't get my breathing under control. I was sweating real bad. Uh, my heart rate was high, so I said just skip me. I'll do it on my second attempt. <clears throat> I calmed down. I was good. When I on my second attempt, uh, opener was a thousand fifty. Smoked it. Just absolutely just smoked it. Super fucking awesome. Happy, 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 happy day. Um, took the all-time single ply record by 47 pounds. Um, I, <laughs> that was, that really kind of, I guess, showed me, I guess, what was gonna, you know, what was to come. Um, so I did 1,050, all-time world record, boom, happy, and then uh, went up to 1120 on my third, which was my final attempt. I, I skipped my opener, I only had two attempts that day. Went up to 11.20 to try to take the all-time heaviest bench, period, regardless of weight, age, gear used, equipment, uh, you know, drugs, no drugs. 11.20, because the record was still standing at 11.05 or 11.10 at the time. Um, so went up to 11.20, missed it. I just, I think I couldn't touch. I think I jacked the shirt down or I tore up the sleeves too much and couldn't touch. It was just a, I just, blah, but you know, missed it, but I got 1,050 that day. Um, next lift, 1,080. That was a, that was an awesome day. Um, still in the realm of me knowing that this is possible. You got to understand, like, you know, the 1,035, 1,050, 1,080 that I'm going to talk to you about, these weights have been done before or more has been done. So I'm still like in that realm of, okay, this is completely possible. Somebody's done it before me. It's whatever. Now, nobody's done this in single ply. I'm still at single ply at this point. But these weights have been done. I've watched Tiny and Ryan and uh, you know and that, and you know bench more than that. So um, went to Kingwood, Texas, for the first baddest bencher on the planet, hosted by Tiny Meeker, IPA. Went down there in my single ply katana, and the single ply katana has a lot of miles on it. By the end of this story, I've done one meet in it, uh, plus four months of training prior to it, and then I've done. Uh, Two months of training leading up to this one. Now we're doing 1,080. Uh, I was amongst nine. We were uh, nine competitive lifters that had done 1,000 pounds or more. Scott Bendelson was there. Tiny Meeker, Rich Putnam, myself, Tony Carlino. I can't remember everybody. I apologize. Uh, Bill Gillespie was there as well. Opened at 1,080 in my single ply. And I had them check because IPA doesn't recognize different divisions unless you talk to them before, like, hey, I need my equipment checked before and after, this is what I do, before and after my lift, because I am doing bench only and single ply. If you if you don't do that, they'll just count whatever you do as unlimited. You have to specifically say, I am in multiply or I am in single ply. So I did that, and I was the only person that day to get my opener, the only person, the only competitor. 1,080, all-time world record, heavy single ply lift, again, beating my own mark by 30 pounds. In my mind, 
I had already won. I was, I had a 30 pound PR, man. That was an awesome day. I got, ended up getting third place by 11 pounds. I was the only person in poly, the only person in polyester shirt, but also single ply. Everybody else had a band shirt at that point. Um, and I got third place by 11 pounds. I was super fucking happy. That's the only lift I got that day. I tried 11.24 twice, made some miscalculations on adjusting the shirt, couldn't touch, couldn't do anything, but I got my opener. Um, then we're going to jump forward a little bit to June. This is now June of 2021. This was this was something special. This was different than all the lifts that came before it. This is kind of probably equal or eclipsing my first thousand pound because the first one is the first one you can't it's like a it's like a an original you know like in a a movie series you know like you can't beat the original but in this case I would almost say that this probably eclipsed all you know my first thousand pound bench um this was the day where I benched 1120 finally still in single ply Still in single ply. This is my third meet with no adjustments to the shirt. Uh, third meet in a row in this same single ply that I had benched 1,050 with back in January. I've been training with it ever since. You know, just the shirt was bulletproof. And uh, I opened. I decided I'm not going to fuck with anything lighter. I'm just going to go straight for it. Open with 1120. Again, had Fred Fisher, the president of the IPA, check my shirt before and after these lifts. Um to ensure that he knew and it was legitimate this is a single ply shirt. Um opened at 1120, weighed in about I think it was high 290s. I know I was 297 when I benched the 1080. I forgot to mention that in the baddest bencher, the first one. I think I was 295 or 29 or 300 flat. I forget what I was exactly. My opener went up held it up there at the lockout, didn't get a rack call. Um, little controversy in the warm-up area, why, what, people come up to me, well, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. I, I didn't get it, so I'm going to repeat it. You know, no big deal. That's how the sport works sometimes. You get lifts taken away from you, sometimes you don't. It's just, you know, it's, it's just the way the sport works. So, repeated the lift on my second attempt. Um you know, now this this is a moment where, you know, it's it's now I'm outside that realm. All these lifts before, I had mentioned I was still in the realm of I know this is possible because people have done this before. Again, sans equipment, single ply, multi ply, whatever, but these weights have been done before. Now. The eleven twenty. This is the first time where I was in a situation where, no matter how prepared I was, no matter how calm and level headed I was, there's still that voice in the back of your skull telling you, "This has never been done before." Regardless of equipment, regardless of somebody who's on drugs, age, weight group, nothing. This has never been done before. This is the first time. I'd ever been in that situation. 1,120 pounds. Laid down to do it. My second attempt. Um, and once the weight is handed to me, everything goes blank. And all I do, all I can do, is focus on the task at hand. Doing everything correctly. Everything else goes blank. 
Um, there's anxiety kind of laying down and getting ready. Once the weight is in my hands, everything goes numb. I don't have a choice but to pay attention to what the fuck I'm doing. Came down, got the press call. It came up. I held it over my body. I didn't drift back too far to lose it at lockout. Held it there. Heard the rat call. Good lift. 1,120 pounds. Heaviest bench ever done by a human. And I was very fortunate to do it at the time that I did it. Uh, 1,120 pounds in single ply. So the heaviest bench in history at this moment is now held uh, by someone using a single ply poly bench shirt. And that just kind of, I got to go to sleep at night kind of kind of smiling, you know. And uh, I was very fortunate um, that I had done that at that time because now, say, if the record gets bumped up 40, 50 pounds, the likelihood of me doing it again in single ply goes lower and lower and lower because it's it's single ply versus multiply versus band shirts. It's going to become less and less and less. So that was very, that was, you know, that was, uh, will forever be one of the most special lifts I've ever done in my life. And I had to overcome that mental block of literally, I can't, I can't say it enough that this has never been done before. And there's always that thing like, why me? Why should it be me? Why am I so, you know, why not? Why? I'm not I'm not Orion Canelli, I'm not Scott Mendelson, I'm not Gene Richlack. Um, but I'm me. So once I came to that realization too that okay, yeah, I'm not those guys, but I'm something else. I'm me. That kind of that kind of helped, you know. We're all different, you know. But I've spent my entire life idolizing these guys and wanting to be them when I realized that yeah, I can be like them, but I'm I'm me. That was cool. That was awesome. So Monumental lift, uh, competed again just a month later in York. Uh, I forgot, I was, York Barbell is where this meet happened. I forgot to mention that. But we went back to York. Anytime there's a meet in York, I pretty much go because it's only two hours from my house. So we went back to York a month later in July, still 2021. Uh, I would bench in the single-ply division. Now, this is RPS meet. They have an actual single-ply division uh, that you can enter um, it's different than the IPA where you have to go and differentiate and say, hey, no, look at my equipment. I'm benching with this. Okay. Uh, opened at 1,060 uh, at Super Heavyweight. My first time competing at Super Heavyweight. I weighed 312, I believe, or 311. And uh, benched 1,060 for another all-time world record uh, at the Super Heavyweight single ply. Uh, I would try to eclipse what I had done in June on both attempts. I think I tried ele- no, I tried 11.15 on my second, couldn't get it, and I tried 11.35 on my third and couldn't get it. So um, I would only end up with my opener that day, still another all-time world record, another uh, record taken off the board. I would compete again in November, um, again in the same single-ply shirt that I started with, uh, in the fall and winter of uh, the previous year, and I've competed four times. Belmar, Kingwood, York, York. Four times in this shirt, plus all the training in between. I would go back to York uh, at the Barbell Hall of Fame uh, in November to try and compete. Um, Tiny Meeker was there. I was still benching single ply. He would break my all-time mark 
1120 with 1125. He was in the unlimited division. I attempted 1070, 1140, 1150 in my single ply, but I was so bloated. I was 315, but not not a, not a real 315. I was just a bloated, sodium loaded, just blob that day, and I was so bloated. When they were handing me my weights and all the pressure and the shirt and everything, I couldn't even take a breath. I was holding it lockout going, like I couldn't get a breath. I couldn't breathe. So, And nothing would touch. I, I finally, for the first time in my entire life, I stretched a polyester shirt to the point where it wouldn't stretch no more. That's never happened to me before. That was a bad day. And it was, I you know, I had five successful meets in a row with success, you know, and successful attempts. I was really tempting fate going number six. You know, I was, I'm human. I'm bound to bomb out. So I bombed out. Uh, Tiny took the record by five pounds. And then uh, I wouldn't compete again until February 2022. 2022. That is this year. I went back to York Barbell again. Um, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to use what my competitors are using. I finally got with uh, Pharrell. Uh, been working with Pharrell back and forth because Anderson Powerlifting became the sole distributor for Pharrell equipment, Pharrell shirts. Um, very, very awesome business decision. So I was able to have access to his equipment. Worked with Rob closely, and we made a shirt work. And I was like, I'm going to use this. Fuck it. I'm going I'm to use what my, my competition uses because why not? So I trained with the uh, Pharrell shirt for about three or four months. It was about three months, sorry. December, January, most of February. Went to compete at York Barbell Hall of Fame again. February 27th of this year. And uh, I opened with 1225. You know, and, and, and I, it was another situation of, it was a little bit more quiet, but the voice was still there. This has never been done before. Why you, why should you be the one? And I had to, and, and whatever, and I... 1225 on an opener, first human to bench 1200 or more. And that was, so it's another, it's it's a double-edged situation because you got that voice saying, this has never been done. Why should you be the one to do it? On the other side of the blade, that's just as sharp is saying, you know, this is your first situation where you're the first person to achieve a specific weight. You know, uh, Pat Casey First human to bench six. Ted Arcidi, first to do seven. Arguably Anthony Clark. I always give credit to Ryan Canelli for the first person to do eight. Uh, Gene Richlack, first to, first to do nine and a thousand. And Tiny Meeker, first to do 11. And 1,100 plus, 1,100 pounds or more have been done by three individuals. Myself, Will Brody, and Tiny Meeker. So, you know, even though 1120 was the heaviest bench ever done, but the 1,100 pound mark had already been breached. You know, years prior, 2014, I believe, by Tiny Meeker, 11.02. And then, you know, to, so any lift above that is obviously all-time world record, but the 1,100-pound mark's already been done. So to be able the first human, the first to do 1,200, like I said, double-edged sword there. So that was amazing, awesome. And then we come to probably the most monumental lift of my life to this point. I've I've probably said that monument. I probably said that word, monumental, quite a few times in this uh, podcast here. But it's just it's just how I the only way I can describe it. We made a jump 
on my second attempt, my last attempt of the day, to 1,320 pounds. Now, I did weigh 315 at this meet, but I was a real 315 as compared to November. I had been training my lower body and gained actual like muscle mass. And I wasn't a bloated 315. I was a real, like actual walking around every day, 315 body weight. Uh, Made the jump to 1320, chose that number for a number of reasons. One, it just sounded cool. Two, according to my calculator, 1320 was, in fact, 600 kilograms. First 600 kilogram bench. Not that I'm a kilo whore. I like pounds. Although Google confirmed that my calculator had failed me and... (laughs) 600 kilos is actually like three, 1,321 point something pounds. I was like, I was one kilo away from actually doing it. So I did 599 kilos that day. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then later on, people are like, oh, you know, there's 1,320 feet in a quarter mile drag strip. That's badass. I'm like, well, I didn't know that until just now. That's fucking cool. Uh, it also eclipsed the squat record by nine pounds set by Tractor Baptist, uh, Nathan Baptist. Uh, he did 1311. Uh, to 2021, the year prior, he squatted 13.11. And uh, that was the heaviest weight ever lifted by a human being in the powerlifting world. So by doing 13.20, that would give me the heaviest power lift, the heaviest single lift in human history. As far Now, there's a lot of partial lifts. There's the strongman, like when they carry the yokes, or you've got the guy, the strongman that do the the little, the, the, the lockout holds like the back, like the Anderson back lift or the hip lift where they can do two, three, four or 5,000 pounds. That's, you know, all partial lifts and holds and stuff, but yeah, a full single lift and powerlifting. Um, just as nervous on that one as I was on the 1225. If you look at the bar, there's six hundred pound plates per side plus change. Six of the gold-painted York hundreds per side. That was... I couldn't even look at the bar. That's one thing I don't do anymore. Oftentimes, I just walk straight up and just sit down and lay down. If I look at the bar and I see what's loaded, I'm like, holy... I'm about to crawl underneath that. The bar is bowed. It's just sitting in the rack. So that, you know, I don't look at the bar. I can't. I Even though I'm, I got a pretty strong mental fortitude these days, but there's still certain things I can't do because I know me. And if I do that, I get intimidated. It's over. So I didn't look at the bar until afterwards. I saw the pictures and stuff. Got the handoff. It was perfect. My crew knows what the fuck they're doing. I cannot thank them enough. It is amazing what they do for me. Uh, the, I know it's an individual sport on the platform, but it is a team sport in reality, because I cannot do what I do without the endless, relentless, bulletproof support of my team and crew. Got the handoff, got the t- got the press call. It was a grinder, but it was definitely one of my cleanest looking lifts at the top. Uh, I don't like to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I hate that shit. I cannot stand it. But looking at the video, especially from the head judge point of view, you can definitely see the very definitive lockout. I'm very proud that I was able to do it so clean. A little bit of a hiccup right after the press call, a little bit of a stop, a little bit of a hitch. But the lockout was just there, and I'm so proud that I could do it in such a clean manner and not have you know a garbage lift um, 
on my record because I don't want that. I don't want a gift. I if I'm gonna if I don't give me a gift, just <laughs> fail the lift, or I'll fail it myself. Um, so that was that was something else, man. That was just alien. That was that get you know in one day first human to do twelve and thirteen hundred pounds in the bench, and those lifts will probably be beat. I will probably get eclipsed by somebody at some point. But nobody can ever take away the fact that I was the first to do it. That's something special to me. <clears throat> so that was, you know, yeah, that was great, man. That was, uh, like I said, February of this year. Fast forward to uh, the end of March, March 26th, I believe. Uh, Anderson Powerlifting, uh, if I've not mentioned, as one of my sponsors, has flown us all over the fucking place for the last couple of years. Flew us down to Florida. West Palms, I believe, and we competed at the WPO Bench Bash for cash. Holy shit. The Bench Bash finally came back after all these years. Uh, there was about nine of us competitors, plus I think three or four females uh, doing theirs as well. Uh, they allowed band shirts for this meet, but only two-ply band shirts. You could use anything multi-ply, anything, any four or five-layered multi-ply... But if you wanted to use a band shirt, it had to be a two-ply only. Um, that was the one stipulation to kind of keep it level, to kind of keep it even. Hoff was there, uh, Rich Putnam, Tony Carlino, myself, Keith O'Dell. I can't remember everybody. I feel like such an asshole. Um, uh, to, uh, Duncan Hunley was there and uh, ended up winning that one. <laughs> on my opener, my only lift of the day, which I hate saying that, but it's better than getting no lift. Did 1140 on an opener. I weighed, oh, probably about the same, about 315 or 312, something like that. And uh, yeah, it was, that was awesome. That's all it took to want it. Uh, Hoff came in second with like 1,014. Um, not much else to say about that one. I, you know, it was a weight that it wasn't even. You know, I had done that weight so many more times, and I I'd just done twelve and thirteen the month prior. Like, what the fuck's this eleven forty? I can this is you know. So there was no stress, no pressure. It was just fun. It was fun to be at the WPO bench bash for cash, my first WPO anything ever in my entire career, and I got a really cool medal. I give all my awards either away to somebody in the crowd, or I give an award to my gym owner. Like, here, this is something to show for it. And he puts them on display with all the rest of them. But the WPO medal that I won is something that I'm going to keep forever. That thing is fucking wicked cool. One of a kind. Uh, that's staying with me. That's the only one. <laughs> that's the only one I'm keeping. I don't have room or time for awards. Those are just fucking things or items. They don't matter. It's the numbers and the records you set that will live forever. That's my opinion. So won the Bench Bash for Cash. Got a little bit of money for it. That was cool. Um, wouldn't compete again until ever so recently. The baddest bencher on the planet, two, the second one. The first one was in March of last year. This one was in May, May 14th of 2022. Just a couple months uh, difference from last year. So we actually had 14 months uh, to kind of prepare for that as compared to doing it in March, you know. <clears throat> went down there full intention on winning it. You know, last year, the year before, I was going down there for a reason. Uh, a, to compete, become a competitor, an athlete like anybody else. But 
be to kind of prove a point to compete single ply in a in a whole lineup of band shirts and do successful and I was third place like I said by eleven pounds um with a thousand eighty very very happy this year I'm like ah. Uh, Clearly, I'm going to use a band shirt like everybody else is doing because there's a lot of money up for grabs. Ten grand for first place. Uh, I'm not playing that fucking game. I'm going down there to win it. That was the attitude for this one. Um, open at 12.14. They were using kilos. Open at 12.14. It was the fastest, I dare say, fastest competitive bench I've ever done. Not just a 1,000 plus. Definitely the fastest 1,000 plus bench I've ever done. But I, I almost argue the fastest bench I've ever done in a competition, period. Uh, I was shocked at how fast it moved. Um, that was enough to win it, but we traveled all that distance down there. Anderson put us up in a hotel and paid for the airfare. I'm like, no, I'm not just going to stop. I'm gonna I'm a competitor. Let's keep going. Uh, tried 12.73 on a second. Uh, had some trouble on the handoff. Had to take it out a second time. Uh, couldn't touch, missed the lift, came back on my third attempt and successfully did 1273 for my 10th 1,000-plus pound bench in competition at a body weight of, I think I, <laughs> I think I weighed 324, not, not going to lie, I think I was 324. Um, very, very happy. Given the circumstances, this is one thing that me and Tiny Meeker had an extensive conversation about the Texas bench bars are just not going to be good at those kind of weights. They're just not good. I was The bar was not whipping up and down, but the bar was actually whipping back and forth on the way down of all three of my attempts. So at 1,000 pounds or less, yeah, they're probably decent. But for a, the baddest bencher on the planet type situation... We have to have the best equipment. So me and Tiny, I think we discussed, and I'm pretty sure uh, for next year, there's going to be F8 uh, bench bars because at 1,200 plus, they just turn into they just turn into noodles, and they're just they're just whipping. It's like a 55 pound Texas squat bar when you put more than six or seven plates on there. How that thing turns into a noodle? That's what the Texas bench bars do at 1,200 and up. So given the circumstances of the whippy pool noodle situation on the barbell getting 1273 my second heaviest bench i've ever done so that's i mean that's saying a lot very happy to get that um got the win got the prize money 10th bench over a thousand pounds my third 1200 plus pound bench ever so again uh just very successful day it's been a successful Last two years, that first year, that that third, you know, beginning, so that first year of full failure, four or five meets in a row, complete bomb outs, followed by two years of just amazing success, and uh, consistently moving up in the bench. Um, I know I could probably go to three or four meets in a row and just do all three attempts, you know, a thousand, thousand five, a thousand ten, and just keep adding to the number of thousand pound benches I have. But each one has been consecutively heavier. Minus that thousand sixty I did uh after the eleven twenty, but that was a whole just a different situation. I was trying to open lighter and get a successful lift for a record. Um but always trying to go consecutively heavier and heavier and heavier. <clears throat> so but we're not done. We still got a lot more to do. So there's the uh, kind of the story behind each one of those lifts. Each one was uh, 
just as special as the last. A couple of them kind of will live in infamy uh, as far as my, me up, up in my brain compared to others, but each one was extremely special. It has its own story, its own training, its own hardships, things I had to overcome, injuries uh, in between training, uh, the occasional bomb out like in November where I couldn't bench 1,070, 1140, 1150 in single ply for Christ's sake. Those weights wouldn't touch in a single ply shirt because I was such a fucking bloated fat ass that day. So, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been a good two years, but we're not done. We've got a lot more to come. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoyed the stories of each one of those lifts. And until next time, stay strong. And we'll see you next time on the Cobb Strong Power Podcast.